0: going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan.
1: And this is Desmond.
0: And welcome to episode 67 of Two Black Nerds. Nerd. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support and of course join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on twitter and instagram at two black nerds we appreciate that love y'all and let's not forget to mention we have brand new merchandise that's available now at twoblacknerds.com go check out our two black Sands collection inspired by dragon ball z we got t-shirts crewnecks hoodie stickers mugs and dad hats so go ahead and place those orders right now On today's show, we'll be discussing part two of the DC animated film, Batman, The Long Halloween. We'll also be reviewing Really Love, a black romantic drama that recently premiered on Netflix. Plus, we now know the full lineup for this year's DC Fandome event happening in October so we'll share our thoughts on some of the things we're looking forward to the most but before we get to any and all of that we're kicking off today's show with our usual review and analysis of Marvel's animated series what if
2: time it's changeable Who are you in this vast multiverse Follow me. Enter the multiverse. Here we go. Of infinite possibilities. Oh! Let's be honest, we've been through weirder.
0: Now, Episode 4 just recently premiered, and we're here to talk about it and break it down and give our full review, thoughts, and analysis on the episode. Episode 4 is entitled, What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart? instead of his hands very interesting concept there so Mm -hmm. we talked this past week about episode three of what if and how it took a little bit of a darker turn for the mcu than what we're typically used to we saw some murder mystery things happening we saw some really 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 interesting turns and switches in terms of tone and style for the mcu in episode three of what if and surprisingly enough Episode four went even darker. It mm-hmm. went ev- even crazier than, than yeah. episode three did. I thought we might have seen the darkest thus far, but uh, episode four said, hold my beer and really pulled out his trump card <laughs> and just you know, completely took it in a, in a crazy direction that I was just not anticipating. Um, before we get to your thoughts and, and my thoughts on this episode Absolutely want to go ahead and give a full spoiler warning if you've not seen episode four or the previous episodes of what if this is your official spoiler warning go check those out right now on Disney plus and then come back and listen to the episode so you are officially warned let's get into it, man what did you think about episode four of what if
1: oh boy oh boy oh boy man We we, we celebrated. Um, the darkness in, in episode three or what if, and you really just spoke on it, man. We got even darker here in episode four and I was not ready and you know, I'll, I'll, go deeper later, but this is required viewing for any MCU fan. And there is a very specific reason, um, in, in theory that we, we have, we have to get into at some point, but, uh, you know, actually the first 10 minutes of the episode, I was a little worried. I was like, "Uh-oh, not the groundhog. <laughs> not the groundhog. Are we doing this?" Um, but after that first 10 minutes, it really does begin to morph and change into I think what I was looking for um out of a what if episode, and I really began to just love it from there on out. Um and now I love the beginning even more, technically, you know, after after seeing the payoff because it it really is important. Um, how, how they, they need you to feel kind of at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but, I man, what, what to say here, dude? I mean, there's, there's of course a lot of standout moments, um, with some of the action, some of the dark things that's going on. Of course, a lot of the plot points. Um, one, one of the only things that didn't work for me is probably still, still the length of that first 10 minutes. I think this could have been a slightly shorter episode if they just, I'm like, all right, we didn't have to do maybe the the fourth and fifth time of the <laughs> of the groundhog day uh scenario here but um and then another little small nitpick was um the 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 dr strange voice actor just a little bit um there's a couple moments when you i was like are you sure that's how you wanted to say that mm-hmm. or um things like that uh but other than that like on paper I I really do think a lot of this is very interesting and it has bigger implications for the MCU and I liked it, man. I really did. Um, Because there's so much to talk about now, I think, um, and and what this could mean, but um, I liked it. Maybe didn't like super love it, but I really did like it.
0: Yeah, this was uh, certainly a different turn and approach to this. What if concept than what we've seen. I think this does feel a little closer to what we've seen in the comics because by the end of this episode, the note that it ends on is completely dark and hopeless in in all yeah. regards, and I just wasn't anticipating that. Although I appreciated that because I feel like if you're going to take these big swings, if you're going to take risks and do things that. Um, we aren't accustomed to necessarily seeing with our usual MCU fare, then then why not use this platform and this show to do so? Because there aren't really any consequences, at least, you know, from what we know so far. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciated how this just served as a, as a cautionary tale, right? And Dr. Strange is he, he the potential of him to be such an immensely powerful character within the MCU is something that we've Scratch the surface on, but we haven't completely seen, I think, to, to, to its fullest extent, um, in the movie appearances, at least. And this episode felt like they dove headfirst, completely into mm-hmm. showcase how truly powerful Strange can be, especially when he's dealing with an obsession, right? And he's dealing with a feeling of hopelessness and despair and his back is against the wall. And he absolutely is utilizing his arrogance to, to test the limits of what magic and sorcery can accomplish in this world. And I really appreciate seeing that, you know, roll out over the course of this, you know, 35, 36 minute episode. And ultimately for me, by the end of it, when you get to the climax and you see what, what's actually happening here and we have, you know, one version of Dr. Strange versus another, um, I know the MCU, we've been critical and other people have been critical mm-hmm. about this whole idea of like, oh, the villain typically is just a, 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 a the evil version of whoever the hero is. It's basically right. the same thing. But here, it felt different for me just because like, again, when you have a character like Doctor Strange who can take advantage of this immense power... Although a lot of the time he chooses not to because it's the right thing to do, I'm actually fascinated by the idea of seeing two versions of the same character go against each other. You have this really evil, corrupt version versus this more, um, this this more good version who's done a little bit of the work to move on from this tragic tragic incident of Christine, you know ultimately dying in every in every possible scenario so I really really enjoyed it I I liked it a couple of nitpicks I think the the ones you mentioned are are similar for me we could have gotten to we could have gotten to the 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 meat of the episode maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit quicker um and I mean listen when you end on such a down note as this episode (laughs) did it's it's hard to feel any like happiness about it like what you just yeah. watched it's like oh my god that was like amazing it's hard to feel that way when you see something that just goes completely left and essentially the entire universe that universe is destroyed mm-hmm. um that being said I, I i just love the risk here i really do i love just the 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 attention to detail with strange's character having the voice actors from that franchise um was i think mostly helpful like benedict wong being back benedict cumberbatch um mm-hmm. tilda Swin, rachel mcadams like It felt very connected to the film, so I really appreciated that. And I think, lastly, that the art style, I keep talking about this every week, but the art style and the animation style for this series, it works in some places and it doesn't work as well in others. Anytime Mm -hmm. we get the really cosmic magic sort of side of the MCU with this animation style, I think it really, really works. And so once we got that fight between the two Doctor Stranges at the end of the episode, I just thought it was gorgeous. I thought it looked Mm -hmm. spectacular um, because I think that it really fit the animation style that they've employed here more so than, you know, some of the other episodes that we've seen. But that being said, man, I really liked it. I thought it was a pretty, pretty, pretty great episode. Um, I don't know how it fits within the other one so far. I mean, obviously, I think that the T'Challa one is still up there, but this is this is kind of right there for me. So we mm-hmm. we can definitely absolutely talk about some of the you know the specifics here. Um, I do want to start with you know Strange himself, of course. Obviously, he's the focal point here. We're seeing that the, the 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 real conflict of this episode is that you know Christine Palmer, you know his his love in this world, you know played by Rachel McAdams. She uh, she ultimately is is part of a timeline where her death is inevitable no matter the Mm -hmm. outcome and uh tilda switten who plays the ancient one she refers to it as the absolute point um Mm -hmm. essentially a point in time that cannot be unmoved it cannot be reversed and cannot be undone it is an inevitability that no matter what he does she's going to die and we see that play out over the course of probably nine ten eleven different attempts Probably even more in reality, but on screen we see so many right. attempts of strange um, trying to alter the scenario, alter the circumstances to save Christine, and he's he's unable to do so, and that leads him down a really dark path. Right, he seeks out the library of Cagliostro to figure out a way to manipulate this absolute point in time, figure out a way to reverse things, and that leads him on a journey to become so powerful so immensely powerful that he actually has to consume other beings and, and we see him carry that out he's consuming probably in reality probably thousands and thousands of creatures we never see a human but we see a bunch mm-hmm. of creatures a bunch of alternate dimension monster-like beings things that we're not used to seeing these sort of fantasy um elevated type of creatures that he's consuming to just you know gather his power to to be able to um, to undo these actions, and he, he just goes, again, he goes down a really dark path and becomes just very evil, um, did you ever desire, like, while watching this, did you ever desire, like, what if we saw this on screen, wouldn't it be cool to actually see this play out in a live-action movie, because um, I, I kind of felt that way, like, I, we want Strange to be a hero, ultimately, but it would be kind of cool if we got this really dark side of him, more so than he's ever been before, like, play out in a live-action movie,
1: I'm gonna be real, bro. I have a wild ass goddamn theory. Uh-oh. <laughs> we love we love theories here, so let's go for it. I believe the reason I think this this is this is a must-see episode is cuz I believe we have just met a version of a live action MCU villain um in Dark Doctor Strange for a, a number of reasons. Um, one, uh again, we see the the episode in in despair uh and, and, and Doctor Strange again kind of being in this I don't know void of 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 nothingness um but but it's also clear that um he would fit perfect in a multiverse of madness villain uh and the reason is because they're they're building a the movie up for Wanda to be the villain and what better way to clear her name but for there to be someone else who's actually behind it who is also dealing with grief the same way that he is. So I was thinking, man, what if this is like a literal setup for dark, evil Doctor Strange to be the villain of the Multiverse of Madness? Mm. It like makes sense in my head. Um, it... it there's, I don't know, it it just there's like no strings that pulls me away from that theory, from that happening, um because of the way everything goes down, um, so yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at. I really do think we might see it, um at some point in time that that uh, this is happening because again we see this man is shape shifting. We can see he can turn into different creatures. Um, it's supposed to be a horror film. Mm, this this felt a little whore-ish mm-hmm. in it. Uh, I was just really getting a lot of a lot of multiverse of madness potential vibes here. Um, of course we still have Mortal on the table, right? Who could still be involved in some way. But I was uh man, if they they're saying this this means more than we think it does. Like this whole what if series, what if what if this is this is one of the ones um that, that could come to fruition. So yeah, man, I Uh, that was literally my thought process you saying like if it could happen i'm like "Eh," in my mind (laughs) right now it's happening so Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see
0: i mean listen you're not crazy for thinking that by any stretch even in the episode itself there's a couple of instances where they're making sure to reinforce the fact that all of this is happening within this universe right Mm -hmm. like uh, the, the ancient one is talking about how she she split She split this universe into two so that Mm -hmm. two Doctor Stranges did exist. And even the Watcher, you know, when we see him become involved, more involved in this episode than we've seen him become involved up up until this point. Like he's talking about if I could save this universe and punish you, I would, but I can't. Um, So I think that's not accidental that they that they point that out, which would ultimately mean. I mean, because by the end of this, yes, the universe collapses and and is destroyed by his actions, but he's not dead. Mm -hmm. He's he's very much still alive. He's very much still present. Everything around him is just completely gone at that point. So who's to say that he doesn't figure out a way because he has become so powerful, Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Sorcerer Armani. Um, He's become so powerful (laughs) that he figures out a way to 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 find a different universe and to find yeah. a different multiverse. Mm-hmm. And in that multiverse, Christine Palmer is absolutely still alive, which is yep. the one that we exist in, right? That's the one that mm-hmm. we've seen. Rachel McAdams is obviously still a part of this universe. She will be a multiverse of madness. I mean, damn man, you're you, you might be onto something right there. That actually might be yeah. a really good thought because um we were we're we're speculating a lot about who the villain's gonna be. Like you mentioned Wanda um you know i'm not going to say his name is also you know up in the air they've talked to me even about nightmare as well but they they mm-hmm. it, it it makes sense it, it could it could lead to I, so i'll say that i don't think that there's it can't just be one villain like even if it is mm-hmm. wanda is like one of the primary antagonists yep by the end of it we have to get some sort of redemption with her right like she can't mm-hmm. just stay exactly. evil she won't. right so yeah right? she
1: won't she's grieving right now though and i think uh you know it's really interesting that I think an evil strange can manipulate her, you know, to do his bidding. Um to get rid of the, maybe the strange in that timeline. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, uh, it's it's crazy to think about. But I hey we'll we'll see man.
0: Man, uh this is uh th- yeah this is this is getting really Really interesting, and the timing of this obviously is all just compounded by the fact like we literally just talked about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We know his involvement in that movie, or at least an in, in extent of it, and the connections here. Um, again, this What If series feels a little bit more intentional than I think any of us initially imagined, and I also wonder if this if this comes back into the storyline for the rest of the season. There, There's still that Spider-Man episode where he's wearing... Doctor Strange's cape like what Mm -hmm. what is that you know I'm sure it's a different (laughs) different universe but what what does that mean Mm -hmm. um so there's there's a lot to there's a lot to think about there uh what did you what did you think about you know ultimately the fact that I I I talked about how the Watcher became a little bit more involved here uh than 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 we've seen we we actually probably at the midway point we see the Watcher like commenting on what's happening which he's done before but he he's actively saying like yeah, he's down a he's down a really dark path here. Um and and, and I can't really I can't interfere. And then even yeah. by the end of the episode, as the universe is collapsing um, and everything is falling around. Strange. Everything is disappearing. He has a conversation with the Watcher. Like I've known about you. I've read about mm-hmm. you. I know your existence. You're you have godlike power. And the Watcher's like, No, actually, I don't. And mm-hmm. even if I wanted to punish you, even if I could reverse this, there's no way that I can interfere. So you're going to have to deal with these consequences and deal with the actions. And the Watcher literally just watch. You know, he for lack of a better word, he watches an entire universe just destroy itself and be. You know, become. Just float away into oblivion, almost, and so yeah. I was just very surprised by that because I, a part of me thought like he's gonna do something to 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 change this outcome, like he's gonna do <laughs> something that just like brings all of this back, and may, mm-hmm. maybe he removes you know Dark Doctor Strange out of this universe and just places him somewhere else to deal with him later. But yeah. but he didn't. Everything just ends, and it's and, and it's him in isolation, it's Strange, by the end of it. But what did you think about the Watcher? having literal, you know a a literal conversation with strange in this episode and becoming a little bit more of a focal point here
1: it's another actually one of the bigger things in the episode i think more than uh people would realize because um comics right the watcher aka watu who's our watcher anyways of course this is a, a group a race of people um our watcher does help uh people like the fantastic four right in 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 different instances but there, there are times where he gets in trouble for it, too, in comics. Um, and here, I really do think it's just interesting for people to know that he can know. Like, no, nah, he can talk to people anytime he wants <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he, buddy, but he might want to think he, about doing that right there. Yeah, but it's, it's in his name, though, right? He's the watcher. He just sits mm-hmm. back. And I think there are times in which maybe his reality is being... Um, i guess threatened in which i think at some point he will step in but maybe this isn't his reality right he's Mm. he's and i think it's also important to recognize that him him calling himself not a god right he's just a cosmic being he's not you know he's 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 not a god like he can't i don't know (laughs) do wild things you know Mm. what i mean he can't take strange out of that situation and try to fix everything um because it's literally out of his power so i I really think it was important for his personality but also for maybe future things that happen in the mcu right i think at some point um if something happens and he he might pop up and help or you know what i mean like look i seen this over here because this is what really what he is he's like a big snitch in a way like he can see it all um and he can he can tell on other things happening within universes so uh, yeah, man. I just thought it was really interesting, and I thought uh, that that people not necessarily need to read more into it, but to take it as like Uatu was here, like in the like in the MCU. We have seen him. We like Stanley. You know what I mean? Like it's all here, but don't discount him um, as being somebody that's active in the in the universe.
0: Some weird shit, man. Some really weird <laughs> shit. Uh, Uatu. He says in the episode. Uh, I think at the end of it, after everything is over. One life, one choice, one moment can destroy the entire universe. And we Mm. see here that this one choice that Strange makes um, to, to, you know, consume these beings and to to go after this power and to revive Christine in in an attempt to save his love, it it results in disastrous consequences. It it also reinforces the fact that Strange is very much capable of destroying entire realities. Like, can we just not brush over the fact that, like... This one man can use this power that he's responsible for to do so. Like we see Mm -hmm. the Eye of Agamotto used here. We've talked, you know, again recently about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and how all of a sudden Strange is willing to risk the fate of the universe to help Mm -hmm. out Peter Parker in that scenario, which it does come off as an odd choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I know we've both, you know, come to his defense. Well, not this defense but rationalizing his his decision making the fact that right. he is an arrogant person and mm-hmm. he's willing to test the limits of all of this stuff Um here we see it go a little bit too far but uh, it's just you know it, it really is fascinating to think about because to your point earlier if this is more important than we think if if this does become something that, that directly ties into No Way Home or Multiverse of Madness I, I damn near might need to just call it the Multiverse of Sadness at this point because this mm-hmm. shit was just sad right. by the end of it but <laughs> mm-hmm. um if this does become very much connected to those things, do you see it as a, as a point of concern that there's becoming more and more to be responsible for in terms of the knowledge that we, that we Mm. bring to these movies? You know, I think Mm -hmm. in the infinity saga, it was literally just watch this movie, then watch the next movie, then watch the next movie. And you didn't necessarily have to see everything to Mm -hmm. understand what was going on by the end of it. But if you did see everything, it would enrich your experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we have TV shows, we have an animated series, there's still multiple, multiple movies coming out at a very rapid rate now. Are they getting a little bit too deep into this process of all these things may connect and they all might have some significance? Because I don't know if the average person is going to keep up with a lot of this. Like somebody that I know, you know, close to me, who typically sees every movie, didn't even know that this animated show was a thing, right? So. Is it going to be a problem that these things ultimately tie in together? Like, oh, yeah, you did have to see Loki to understand why he's even a part of Multiverse of Madness. Or, yeah, you had to watch episode four of What If to know mm-hmm. what was happening mm-hmm. um, in this movie to know that there was a, an evil Doctor Strange. Right. Do you think that they're going that route and they might have to deal with that as this you know, sort of homework that they're giving out? Or, 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 or is it possible that they'll find a creative way? to bring in the casual people who probably didn't see any of this shit. And they're just arriving (laughs) to the next Spider-Man movie because they like Tom Holland. Right. Like,
1: (laughs) that's just the only reason they're there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's really interesting because I can see both sides so much, man, where it's hard to, to tell such weird and bad stories um, without, while having to kind of hold people's hand too, at the same time, like it, how do you get to? Because um, I know there's gonna be a lot of people that are watching uh, No Way Home, and they're gonna see the screen flip upside down, and they have never <laughs> seen Doctor Strange. <laughs> they ain't watch Into the Spider Verse. They ain't watched Infinity War. Maybe even they're gonna be like, "What the hell did I sign myself up for?" Um, but part of me also thinks there's some, there's some, uh, some, some. I don't know some personality in that too, right? Where mm-hmm. I think there will be people who go into those movies who don't know what's going on, who maybe can't don't have to you know connect the dots too much. Like maybe as isolated movies, Marvel can get good enough with telling stories um, to where people can fill out fill out the little lines by themselves, and everything else is supplementary, right? Where um, Let's say, let's say everything I'm saying about this episode of what if is right. Mm -hmm. You get to the multiverse of madness and you don't need to know this story per se. You just need to know there's a dark strange and they, they do that work. They do that legwork. Maybe you do get to again, multiverse of madness. And at the beginning of it, there's a, maybe not news, but Dr. Strange is in the sanctum or something. They're like, Hey, Dr. Strange. Wanda has gone crazy because she lost her kids. It's like, it could be a quick line like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think they can like start to tie things together. It really just depends on how they decide to do it. Because I can't, oh, it's a slippery slope. You could, you could, I could you, could, you could, you could go real, fall down real quick into something where you're like, what the hell's going on? Um, and what is all this? So, yeah, man, I really don't know. Uh, this is one of those things that will have to play out. I think it's possible again, because movie magic exists and there are movies where where I'm like, huh, even though I've seen the original, I'm like, oh, they cover that pretty well, and I think Mm -hmm. anybody watching this movie will get that. Um, The one thing I will say is people just, if they don't see it, be ready for weirdness. Like That's like the new thing. I think people just need to be ready for weirdness. Even if you haven't seen anything, just be ready for it to be weird, and if they can get past that if they can get past, I don't know. Samuel Jackson turned into a scroll or something. You know what I mean? Like small shit like that, and it like not alert them too much, and I think they'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, we 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 spoke on this when the Eternals trailer came out, but the fact the the at the point we're at, we're getting Watu <laughs> y- the Watcher and Rishim the Judge, <laughs> the Celestial. It's like this shit is. This is deep as it can go, damn near. When you're talking about Marvel Comics, and we know yeah. even comic history, comics comics can become very convoluted and complex mm-hmm. and confusing. Which yep. is why, over the course of decades, they've always typically reset them and, and mm-hmm. sh- you know they they just start over because it just gets it gets too much. It becomes too much of a tangled web here, and I, I I'm a little concerned mm-hmm. that we might be heading that way with the MCU because. Loki was was far out and this show is far out and everything that we're seeing for the future project seems just very very far deep comics lore and we're in the minority of people who do keep up with the stuff who watch the explainer videos who read comics who just know this stuff right because we've been sort of consuming it for so many years Mm -hmm. the majority of folks just don't have a clue. And I guess on the flip side of that is that the MCU has had so much success up until this point. They have introduced a few weird things. It, it hasn't been to this degree, but they've managed to obviously still become the most successful franchise. And I guess when you think about like other Hollywood franchises, they've they've out they've also asked us, and you talked a little bit about this, like they've asked us to like suspend disbelief, and it tends to work out, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we, we've had. I don't know, we, we, we've we had how many Halloween reboots, how many Friday the 13th yeah. reboots, where the, mm-hmm. the history and the timeline just doesn't make sense, you know, is this connected, did this really happen, mm-hmm. and the most recent Halloween film made hella money, it was hella successful, right, yeah. so... Maybe it just comes down to if the movie's good, it doesn't really matter. You know, mm. maybe if it's just a really good movie mm-hmm. and you do the work mm-hmm. that needs to be done to just give the simple explanation to catch people up, then that's all that really matters. And if they do watch these other things, that'll help just, you know, broaden and enrich the experience even more. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see how they how they address it. The, the last thing I do want to quickly talk about, we got to talk about that fight because that was yeah. the the episode for me. Absolutely. Like, seeing Strange versus Strange. I mean, oh my God. Like, they were pulling out... All sorts of crazy shit, all sorts Bruh. of magic spells on each other. Um, we, Once we once we found out that there were two timelines and two strange Dr. Stranges that existed in the same timeline, Uh, we, we knew that they were going to collide ultimately. And that became just a battle of the dark Dr. Strange wanting to consume the other one. Um, He needed them to be one in order to, to, to carry out his act of, of bringing Christine back. But my goodness, that was just a hell of a fight. It was beautiful to look at. I think the best action that we've seen thus far in this What If series, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just to see them two go at it. And I'm just like, I want to see more of Strange in this universe. So I do hope that this dark version comes back as a villain in this show, potentially further you know, beyond the show. But definitely in this show, I want to see more of that because the animation was gorgeous. Obviously, the shape shifting and the creatures and the cloaks were fighting each other and just all yeah. that crazy, wacky shit. I'm like, man, this looks gorgeous and phenomenal.
1: And it was it was really impressive. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, that cloak off was a treat. <laughs> um, it it was definitely just really, bro. They got some nerds out there, bro. In order to come up with like this entire fight, you gotta you gotta have some nerdy people in the corner. You gotta have some geeks. You gotta out read here comics like, too. You, you know? gotta read comics. You gotta just have the uh, the imagination too, uh, in order to to pull out a lot of these stuff, uh, a lot of this stuff on screen, man. Um, it it was. Again, the, the whole fight is the standout for me, right? That, Like you said, this is the, the greatest part of the episode. It was just so cool to see everything they had in their arsenal going down. Because we had just talked about um, Dr. Strange in that fight with Thanos. And he was doing all the weird shit um, that was going on. And, uh, you know, also, we didn't we didn't get enough of, like, Ebony Maul, you know, who also does a lot of um, weird shit. But, man, the, the uh, just the talent... It was actually a lot of animation talent just in that um, part of the episode by itself, man. So it was really just incredibly fun. And uh, I was really happy to see, um, of course, the powers of like the different mythical creatures and stuff, too, in the episode. But, yeah, really dope, man. Really
0: dope. Absolutely, man. Well, those are our thoughts on this week's episode of What If? If you've seen episode four, What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Definitely hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. Let's go ahead and transition to talk about our next film today. We got a review, part two of the DC animated film, Batman The Long Halloween.
2: Do you know what my people call this past year? The Long Halloween the holiday killer's covering his tracks. I'm here to cut a deal. You want Falcone, and I got plenty on him. Heads, I'll take it. Your father went into business
1: with the Roman, and how many innocent lives did he end up trading for it?
2: Find them. You're not going to like it. When you were coming up, you wouldn't have thought to hire freaks. Times change. It's hard to believe the man who stood on this roof and made that promise would cross the line. Everyone's invited to this party. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little bat. How I wonder what you're. Doing.
1: What is this? Judgment Day.
0: Now, this film is directed by Chris Palmer. It's written by Tim Sheridan and starring Jensen Ackles, Josh Jumel, and the late Naya Rivera. Now, we talked about part one on this show um, just a few weeks ago. DC Warner Brothers Animation released it in two separate parts about, about a month and a half um, apart from each other, and so we've been waiting on part two. We talked about part one. I think both of us liked it for the most part, and it absolutely stayed faithful to the adaptation of the comic book for the most part. And uh, here we are with part two. We got the conclusion of the story, and we finally saw what the outcome of, of the long Halloween was in, in, in this two parter. So just going to pass
1: it over to you, man. What did you think about Batman, the long Halloween part two? Yeah, man, I think they did it. I think they knocked it out of the park. You know, it had been, um, uh, a little bit since we've seen that first part and I liked it a lot, but it just was like, it's very small things that were that weren't perfect. And I think they might've literally perfected this second part um, of, of the adaption. I enjoyed it. The voice acting was crazy to me. I think they did a really good job. I was finally, um, I, I really got used to the animation style. The story for the most part, actually part two uh, was way more, um, um, fell way more, uh, fell, fell closer to the original uh, uh, comic book adaption and, and then they, they did throw a little twist in there as they usually do with their adaptions to make it not, you know, as perfect as, as it is. Um, but man, I, I enjoyed myself. It is to me, it's one of my favorite looks of Batman, man. It really is the crime noir. Um, give me that, give me the the L's that Batman takes, give me the, give me crime mob families give it give it all to me and they did it they really did and I think this will go down as one of their better adaptions I really do um, in, in terms of uh, uh comic book adaption I really do think this is going to go down as one of their best man uh, yeah I'm gonna leave it there for now I, I I really enjoyed it and I think it was it was great yeah,
0: the, the DC animated films can certainly be hit or miss. Occasionally, there there's some really good ones, some really excess, um, successful ones, and then there's some other ones that are not so good. Especially when it comes to like adapting these very popular comic book storylines. We've seen them do the Dark Knight Returns and Flashpoint Paradox, and 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 many others, of course. And so this one, obviously, the Long Halloween is a very popular Batman storyline. So. To know that they split it up into two parts to give it the time that it it needs, um, because it is a pretty complex story, it was a a reassuring decision to me when I saw that that was going to be the route that they took, although I was still a little concerned just because when you do break things up into two parts, there's very much the likelihood that you're going to have one film that's better than the other, you're going to have one that... That does a little mm-hmm. bit more work to carry the carry the baton of what this adaptation is going to be more so than the other. Sometimes you see that maybe two parts weren't really needed. Maybe if it was just an extended one part single film, it could have mm-hmm. worked just fine. I found that in this situation, two parts were necessary. Two mm-hmm. parts served this story really well. Um, I was a li- I was a little um, a little apprehensive coming into this because part one, you could tell that they did flesh things out a little bit more. They did try to. Uh, elongated, for lack of a better term, um, to 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 make sure that it filled filled up the time to 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 do two separate films. But now that you can you can look at this as a as a singular experience and to watch these two films back to back or as one, I think it absolutely works. I think that I think that the story. For as dark as it is, for as much of a crime noir as it is, the tone and the style that they struck with, not only the animation, but also the voice acting um, Mm -hmm. was really impressive to me because even the voice acting here I thought was um, very, very well done. Some of the better voice acting, I think, out of these DC animated films because you have to have – there's a lot of duality that's happening. A lot of the characters – and how they start isn't necessarily where they are when they when, when they end up, you know, by the end of this. Like, they go through a lot of changes, like Harvey Dent and Catwoman and e- even Batman himself. They go through a lot of changes because this story takes place over the course of a year. And I think that they successfully... Illustrated that that you know these these characters go through some significant changes within this year because there's this you know this big murder mystery that's affecting all of Gotham at the center of it and Mm -hmm. I really liked obviously the 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 inclusion of like the you know the the specific villains to the story Um, Mad Hatter of course and Harvey Dent we see the turn that happens with him in this story it's just I think it's just so well executed and um, Mm -hmm. it's one of the it's one of the better DC animated films that I think we've gotten in a while and it just goes to show that. When they when they stick to it for the most part, although they will you know change up a, a few things as you mentioned to 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 keep it a little bit original and to keep it a little bit fresh, um, when they mostly stick to just what makes the comic book work as successfully as it did when it came out, you 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 prove that it, it can be done, um, especially mm-hmm. in the animated world, which um, again we've seen them tackle so many, um, even like Death and Return of Superman, like they they took two swings at that, like they had that first Death of Superman movie, which was just one film and it was. It just wasn't it because they rushed it. You know, it's such an intricate mm-hmm. story that they they had to fight, and then Superman came back, and that was really it. It was all done within like 85 minutes, just really, really quick. Um, but when you take the sort of two part approach with these more complex stories, it pays off. And so I really enjoyed this. Um, I think that again, as a as a as an experience that you watch together, if you watch part one and part two to get together, it really really works. And um, it, 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 it definitely it definitely like drove everything home for me because I was mm-hmm. I was a little concerned like okay can they stick the landing can they make this all you know come together and make sense but I think they did a really good job here and so it, it's certainly something that I plan to revisit in the future and, and watch hopefully multiple times again
1: yeah I can't wait to watch them back to back at some point um because again as a lover of the original comic book adaption uh, it's just a story that you like I just have to keep reading this um Um, Because again, it becomes more detective than it does like superhero, you know, Uh, I also have like a small theory that they they took away um, one of the earlier interactions between Catwoman and Batman, uh, because I think Matt Reeves is going to steal that for Zoe to come in Uh um, into his um, into his Batman film uh that i was like hmm that's kind of an interesting part that they took out but i think i know why and i really do think we're going to see like a version of that interaction between um um batman and catwoman and in the, in the comic come to fruition um and matt Reeves' batman next year so yeah man
0: i could see that uh, even even beyond that too i think that uh because we know matt Reeves' batman is absolutely going to be like a year two story and it's going to really dive into this this crime detective element Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very integral to the Long Halloween. Um, even even just the fact that this story, the Long Halloween, is bringing so much. It's so much more than just about the villains, right? It's also about right. like the infrastructure and the underworld of Gotham. You know, the, mm-hmm. the the criminal underworld, and you're dealing with the you know the Falcone crime family, and just the conflict that is, exists between like the law versus like the the underworld, and then you know the relationship between Gordon and Dent and Batman, um, which we saw really utilized in the Dark Knight film from, from Chris Nolan, but I think I think a part of that will continue at least with Jeffrey Wright's Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. and um, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I think that they're going to be uh, a very close pair that we'll pay attention to in that film, and so yeah, that th- it might not be a direct adaptation, but I, I, I it definitely has the vibes and the feelings that it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of inspiration from this story, and, and give mm-hmm. it a little bit of a different twist, because we also saw some of those elements brought into the Dark Knight, but Great stuff here, nonetheless. Again, I think yeah. one of DC's better animated films recently. I think they're heading in a good direction ever since they sort of reset things after uh, Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War, that sort mm-hmm. of reset their entire universe and they're starting fresh here. Um, we know that the next film coming out is going to be an adaptation of Injustice, the video game series, yeah. um, which is hugely popular. We also just got a release date for that, which is going to be October nineteenth, so right around the corner, man. What what are you most looking forward to about that adaptation? Because that that's going to be a little bit of a different, a different style for them. They, they typically adapt popular comic books, but never before a video game. Um, mm-hmm. so, so how, how, what do you expect from that? What are you looking forward to from that, from that DC animated film?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I am looking forward to a lot of violence. <laughs> that is what I'm looking forward to. No, uh, you know, to, there are, they did pair a lot of com they did a lot of comic book work with the, the video game. Um, they were like, we love this in video game, but a lot of people might also love this in comic form. And so I think a lot of it is laid out for them. To be honest, I just want to see a lot of this stuff animated. They don't have to do too much changing. They don't gotta, you know what I mean? Like just make it happen. And I'm probably gonna be happy because injustice really is just a wild story. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm just looking to some some of those crazy fights happening on in a in a in a more central animated, you know, clean clean spot man and i think that's really what i'm looking for what's what i'm what's also exciting is um well spoiler alert for the one halloween part two is the freaking end of it is um uh, i think flash and, and arrow pop up yes Green
0: um, Arrow, like
1: mm-hmm. green arrow pop up at the door and i think it might be related to injustice mm-hmm. uh which uh like what like that's kind of <laughs> imagine crazy, yeah. this batman being like the the batman that's going to be an injustice it's really interesting um but also very possible and what you know you talked about the reboot what if this is like literally the long halloween is literally the beginning of the new dc animated universe and that is like man that is some good groundwork i think that's being done to have such an isolated story about batman and then saying like hey it's Injustice time already. And, you know, it's like, okay, bet. Let's do it. Um, you know, some think, sometimes we're like, oh, don't rush it, don't rush it. But animated, animation is one of those things. It's like, nah, bro, get into it, like, right now. Because um, we've seen, we have been there and done that. And Injustice, we have not done that. So now it's like, let's go. So I'm just excited to to see it be adapted. really, is, is at the bottom line.
0: I mean, you might actually be right. If I'm not mistaken, when we talked about part one a, a few weeks ago, Um, As we did our research for that episode, we saw that the long Halloween animated movie was supposed to be first in this new canon, Mm
1: -hmm. although they
0: pushed it back because of the Matt Reeves Batman film, if I'm not mistaken, and ultimately that Superman Man of Tomorrow film came out first before this one. So this could have actually been the origin point for this new universe mm-hmm. that they're building now through through animation. So not a crazy idea at all. We'll just have to wait and see. Of course, we'll talk about Injustice when it does drop on October 19th. But those are our thoughts on Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. If you've seen the animated film, hit us up. Let us know what you think about it. Let's go ahead and transition to our next movie. We got to talk about the brand new film, the romantic drama that just hit Netflix. Really love.
1: Black people are as extraordinary and normal at the same time. It's beautiful. Thank you. Damn. So you're an artist.
2: We all are, as far as I'm concerned. I just happen to paint. I don't have an artistic bone in my body. I find that hard to believe. The power of your work comes from your hunger. So don't let this get in your head cause you to lose that. What your ass need to do is separate your studio from your living space. That's when you're gonna become the artist you wanna be. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got saw it. the way Isaiah was looking oh, at you. Girl, stop. <laughs> well, how do you know when a painting is finished? How do you know when you're making love to someone? <laughs> it's right now. It's right now. It's right now. It's it, huh?
1: You can't be just better. You gotta be a unicorn. Like you are. I wasn't born a unicorn. You're never here. And when you are here, you're
2: not here. Mm-hmm. Daddy, this is Isaiah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to
1: put anyone first who will never do the same for you.
2: I finally got a chance to break through. I've been working towards this my entire life.
1: Sometimes people are only in our lives for a season, no one can take it away from you.
2: Sometimes I feel like my work isn't enough. What would be enough? Not making any sort of statement, just
1: showing black people it's normal and beautiful. Did you feel like you can do
2: that? I don't know.
0: Now, this film is directed by Angel Christie Williams, and it's written by Felicia Pride, and it's starring Kofi Siribo, Yutha wong Loy Singh, Blair Underwood, Uzo Aduba and Tristan Mac Wilds. Now, uh, this film came out just recently on Netflix as I mentioned, and it's a new black love story that we're seeing. It's definitely been in the top ten on Netflix for uh, for the time that it's been out. I checked, I checked earlier, I think it's like number six or number seven, so lots of people, it looks like, are watching it, and of course we wanted to get to it and talk about it, so I'm gonna just kick it over to you to kick us off, man. What did you think about Really Love?
1: Man, Really Love, Really Love, man. It is... Um you know, at it at its core, it's really not um super inventive, right? It's really To be honest, what's most striking about it is the simplicity of the plot. I'm gonna sound like a broken record here. Um, but after we talked about movies like The Photograph and uh what's, what's the name of the Kevin Hart movie, The Father?
2: Yeah, what's, the
1: father is, it, what's it, is that the name of it? Yeah fatherhood that's it mm-hmm. um you know it i i'm just really enjoying this time for black people to be able to be boring and to just exist and for not trauma to be in our stories and for somebody baby daddy not to get killed by the baby mama's sister's <laughs> brother or you know what i mean it just really I, I i'm having a good time with that and to see a movie like really love exist uh Similar to the photograph, but still have be different. I think is uh, one of the reasons I liked it. I think it was shot very well, um, but it's just beautiful. the The, the only thing uh, that can kind of get in the way of the movie for me sometimes is Kofi's acting. He's not a terrible actor, per se, but he's he get he gets in like this weird "I'm too cool for school" acting kind of thing. Mm. You're like, bro. Why are you acting like this? <laughs> um, which is which is interesting, though, because there are moments in the movie where you, you will see a little bit of some dynamic come out of him, right? You're like, Kofi, you have it in you, bro. You just need to keep that consistency throughout the film um, because, yeah, there's like a, just a lot of parts in the in the movie. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. my name is Kofi, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going, you want to go on a date? Yeah. All right, and you're like, bro, you are a character in a movie. Like, you're not, you're not a nigga from the hood right now. Like, that just don't got a lot of words, you know. Like, sure. it, it just be be an actor currently right now. Give us a little bit more dynamic. But um, other than that, man, again, it that was really like the beginning of the film for me because he does like kind of start to open up as he does in the film as well. Um, kind of a little bit. Uh, but again, I I really thought it was beautiful. Not a perfect movie. Not. Um, Again, the greatest ro- romantic drama I've ever seen. Not the highest stakes, not, but the fact that again, black people can just exist in a shot beautifully, and the the cast is all bro. So much dark skinness is in this movie, and I was just like, man, I'm just having a good time watching all these dark skinned people be on the screen. To be honest, <laughs> um, in the in the see a director who knows how also how to c- capture their skin well, you know, and there's like certain tones that happened in the film that that i'm just like yes that was shot very well good job um so yeah man i i I liked it i thought it was um even though like as a story it's like just okay uh but it there it even has like an ending that people can talk about it's like ambiguous but not but also still very artistic as the movie is attempting to be it's a very artistic ending and i actually did appreciate the ending more than anything really the ending is the climax like ends and you're like oh shit. That's it, but, like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was a good ending, though, so um, I liked it, man. I liked it. Yeah, there's um there's definitely some some interesting sort of backstory about this movie.
0: I mean, the fact that Angel Christy Williams this is her first time directing a feature length film. Um, Felicia Pride who wrote the movie, this is her like debut screenplay. So this is this is two um, young upstarts, two black women coming in and making something um, brand new for for, you know, for Netflix and also something that's on a on a bit of a bigger scale for for both of them in terms of their work and uh, it was shot a few years ago, actually. They made this movie in mm-hmm. twenty eighteen, and it was supposed to debut in twenty twenty at South by Southwest. But we know that you know things got canceled, of course. But it finally, it's finally made its way onto streaming, which is good to see. Um, I, I think what I really do like about it is all of the intention and the detail placed into the movie. So I like the fact that it's absolutely—you mm-hmm. can tell—it's taking inspiration from other like black romance romance films like Love Jones, right? Like Love Jones also features... A romance between two sort of creative people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one's a poet, one's a photographer. Here, Kofi's character is a—he's an actual artist, and and and, and I like that bent, um, that angle that they took to it. And then also, Angel, she talked about how you know she also, she also looked into uh, "In the Mood for Love" as, as inspiration, which we know is mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. phenomenal film from Wong Kar Wai. Um, just recently saw this year, which is, it just blew my mind how amazing that movie is. So like even her taking inspiration from something like that. Another movie that's also a little quiet and silent in terms of his mm-hmm. ex- ex- examination of love. Like it, it's not the most in-your-face story. It, it's not yeah. yelling and screaming and shouting. All these things. It's it's two people navigating this new, this new circumstance between each other is they're also discovering themselves, which I found a lot of that in this movie. Like you have two characters that are in this process of like self-discovery. They're at a very pivotal moment in both of their lives. You know, they're transitioning Mm -hmm. to really important stages where the decisions that they make now are going to influence everything that they do in the future. And they have this love that's come up between the two that's just completely unexpected and not planned for, which is, reflective of real life you know you never mm-hmm. you cannot necessarily control who you love or fall in love with and you you just really can't plan for plan for it. it it comes out of nowhere so there's an authenticity and a realness to that from the approach and how this is how this story is illustrated that I really appreciate it because it, it it does feel real and authentic it doesn't feel like a movie per se at times on the same token that's also somewhat my problem with the movie because I think that although the premise is, is pretty good and I liked mm-hmm. it um, that that lack of inventiveness that you talked about is something mm-hmm. that I that I found a little bit of trouble of, of figuring out how to feel about it just because I think that seeing black people exist in normal spaces where the stakes aren't that high where there isn't the craziest circumstances and things happening to them on one end yeah. I do appreciate that on another end I'm also wondering well what's the real conflict and 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 moment the moment of truth for these characters and we get to it for sure, mm-hmm. but I think that the screenplay didn't quite live up to that. Like mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. I knew the changes that these characters had to go through. You could see the arc that they have to go on. Right. Um and you see like what the what the dissension eventually becomes. But I felt like the screenplay didn't exactly nail that in, in, in every Mm -hmm. regard. And so I wanted more there as we, as we got deeper into the movie. Um, And and I do also think that the, that the, you know, sort of the, I think the point the point of argument that, that happens between these two characters because there has to be some conflict, right? We can't just watch a ninety minute right. movie of people falling in love and nothing happens because that's that's mm-hmm. also just not real. But I think that the point the point of dissension between these two, the point of conflict that they have, um, it, it comes also a little bit late as well. Like we do get time to like develop their characters and to watch them just gravitate towards each other and know each other. But I think that for all of the implications that that had for the rest of the movie. Maybe it could have used a little bit more time. Maybe it could Mm -hmm. have been been done a little bit earlier. I just would have liked to see the pacing of it move a little bit faster for me. Um, And so ultimately that just kind of resulted in an experience that wasn't it didn't move me that much. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching these two people at these pivotal points in their lives, but it didn't move me in the way that I thought it would. Like I, I was just waiting for, I was just waiting for an opportunity to really feel a connection with both of them. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's hundred percent the screenplay. It might be some of the acting that you mentioned. Like Kofi's acting is not. You know, grade A quality. He's getting better, you know, mm-hmm. but he av- he he obviously still has work to do um, to develop some range. So it might have been that as well. I just wanted I wanted to be moved a little bit more to feel a little bit more of an emotional connection to the characters because when they were going through what they were going through. It's not that I didn't care. I just didn't I, I don't know if I had a hundred percent of of a reason to care about the outcome yeah. of their relationship, you know? And mm-hmm. that was one of the things that, that that was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine and, and it's it's certainly something that can be enjoyed as as again, as you mentioned, a simple a simple story, you know, following two simple characters that are just like living their lives and now they have to you know, sort of planned for this, 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 this romance out of nowhere and figure out how that, how that fits into their lives. So there's definitely some things I like about it. And I think it definitely has an audience of, of, of people that can, that can find some joy in it.
1: Yeah. I think that's, you know, everything you said is what could turn, um, like into, into loving something, right? Like a movie, um, as such, cause there are like small moments that have to do with, uh, the, the, influence of their characters people who talk to them the the the, the main um youth of wong loy Sing's characters mom is like you know like it's like just little things they could have either hounded on more or just made louder mm. you know and and and, it, and, and they could have done that in multiple places in the movie i think to make certain dynamics speak louder um in giving what the, the true message was right um so yeah i, I I agree pretty much with everything you just said.
0: Yeah, but we are we we are in, a, in, in an interesting phase of getting um a string of black romantic movies that are sort of sticking it's not a formula but they are going for this style, I think uh, a style of, you know, looking at two people in love. Mm -hmm. Um, they both have stuff going on. They both have really important decisions to make. Um, they're, they're probably in their late twenties or early thirties, you know, really pivotal points in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the age, you know, at the age that we're at, that's absolutely something that, that can be related to, right? Like seeing something like that and having to, having to deal with the emotional baggage that just comes with like meeting somebody and they have a lot going on and you have a lot going on and you don't even know where you're going to be in like a year or two years, like your whole life can change at the drop mm-hmm. of a dime and that's something that has to be taken to a, in, into account um and so i appreciate just the again the realness behind that I, I do think that just overall some things could have absolutely been executed better from like the writing and and also just the pacing of the movie um but it was fine though it was definitely fine so um, definitely interested to see what other people think about that i know a lot of people have checked this out on netflix so hit us up on social let us know what you think about really love. Let's go ahead and transition to a few of the news items that we got to cover. Uh, not really news of the week, news of the past couple of days since we just dropped an episode earlier this week, but some new things have actually developed. We now have an official lineup for the DC Fandom event, which is happening October 16th, something we've been looking forward to. We covered last year's DC Fandom event um, in full on this podcast. There were so many developments, so many first looks at things. This year looks to be no different, so we now have a full full picture of everything to look forward to from all sides of dc including movies television video games animation comics you name it they will be coming to dc fandom with it um let's just start off with the movie side of things obviously because those are the those are the big guns right so we, we now right. know that we're going to get a brand new trailer for the batman um, matt reeves the batman which is going to come out in march yes. of 2020 we're going to get a first look at black adam which is starring dwayne the rock johnson of course um a movie that's been in development for the better part of 15 years at this point finally has finished filming and we're going to get a first look at that we're also going to get a sneak peek, sneak peek at the flash which is also um, finished filming and we know that that film is going to have of course Ezra Miller returning as the flash as well as Michael Keaton's Batman will be making a longer way to return to that film and then we're going to get behind the scenes looks of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom James Wan's sequel to his Aquaman film from 2018 as well as Shazam Fury of the Gods which is a sequel to the 2019 Shazam film so um what are you most looking forward to what are you hoping to see out of these movie first looks
1: man what 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 are your thoughts on all this stuff um bro I it's hard not to be excited for all of it to be honest bro um because everything everything has something about it it's like no I need to I'm excited to see that um of course the Batman come on I mean, who's not ready for (laughs) a real The the Batman trailer, bro? I'm so ready. Um, Black Adam. I'm just ready to see The Rock as Black Adam. Like, how can you also not be excited for that, man? Like, what? Come on. Um, Sneak peek in The Flash. I just want to see Michael Keaton. I'm here for Michael Keaton. Everybody knows I'm not here for Ezra Miller. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I definitely here from Michael Keaton, uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes. But also, to be fair, uh, I, I, we know that's a movie that's going to have huge implications um, for the DCEU, depending on what they decide to do, um, and whether it's Flashpoint Paradox, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, um, so I wonder if they'll hint at any of those things as well. Aquaman, bro. I mean, we talked about how we feel about Aquaman at this point. Uh, I don't know what we could possibly see in the behind-the-scenes look um you know maybe not too much but maybe just uh you know a couple words from from the creators and who knows maybe we'll we'll see some background of a, a decent set piece we're like whoa what is that you know because we we seen some of like uh some set pieces from like Suicide Squad before it came out um and stuff that was really dope so and then Shazam Fury of the Gods man I again I think this is one of the best we got out of DC yet the original Shazam so I'm just excited to see where they go next um, if, if behind the scenes can give me any indication of like anything that's going on in that film, then I'm excited for that too, man.
0: Yeah, it, it, all of these movies are coming out next year, with the exception of Shaz- Shazam. So the Batman, Black Adam, Flash, and Aquaman will all be dropping in 2022. So DC will up its output significantly and have four um theatrical films that that drop next year. So these are all very much on the horizon they're all either finished filming or nearly finished filming at this point. Um, we know Aquaman is filming right now. The flash is done. Black Adam is in the can, the Batman's in the can. So they're, they're in the post-production process now. So th- these things are happening, which is kind of crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. cause in particular, Black Adam and the flash, like, these have been very long-awaited films. They announced the Flash movie back in 2014, and we will get it in 2022. Um, you know, an eight-year process, and Black Adam, I mean, that's just wow. been an odyssey in Hollywood. You know, The Rock has been attached to that for the longest time. It's been a passion mm-hmm. project for his, and so um, I'm very excited for all of it as well. Um, obviously, that trailer for The Batman at last year's fandom— I mean that was that was it that was that was it that was it that was the main event that that <laughs> that did everything we wanted it and expected it to do and so we're gonna get a better look at that film here and I think probably even get a sense of the story because by October we'll be what six months out from the release of the movie so it feels yep. right on time to, to to get a better sense of the story and what this movie is gonna be about um, and I'll just say you know as well like the Flash that there there there's some really crazy stuff that may come out of that. We also know that uh, Ben Affleck mm-hmm. is supposed to be a part of that movie returning as Bruce Wayne and Batman. And so, I hope that we even get a look at him as well and see like yeah. what role he may potentially play in the movie. So, there's mm-hmm. a lot a lot to look forward to. Um anything here unannounced that you think may Play a part of DC fandom because they're, they're, you know, they they announce what they're planning to cover, but that doesn't mean that there might not be surprises. Do you think that mm. we might get any surprise announcements, like the yep. films, or maybe see something that we didn't expect to see from a lot of the stuff that we've heard in the news lately? I think they'll
1: bring up the Green Lantern Corps mm. um, at some point because I mean, we, it, it's time to talk about it. Everybody else in the original Justice League is being talked about except this man, Green Lantern. And so it's like, it's we got to talk about him. Uh, yeah, man, I think that's like the biggest thing, I think, in terms of movies, um, in my mind, that that they have to talk about. Because, of course, we have all the other smaller HBO DC films that haven't even been, been filmed yet, you know, mm-hmm. or haven't even started production. Uh, so I don't think we'll get a lot of that stuff yet, maybe in next year's fandom for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that I think Green Lantern is like the one thing they have in their pockets that they're not they're not giving up yet until Fandom.
0: Got you. Uh if if I had to predict one thing, it, this may be a long shot, but I think and why not do it here, because you have like a lot of people and a lot of attention. I think that we may find out that Henry Cavill will return as Superman in Black Adam. I get a feeling that that might be a thing because I remember it was about a year ago around this time a year ago around the, the the time of last year's fandom that we we had saw some reports that Henry Cavill was going to be returning as Superman in the DCEU not in his own mm. solo film but as like a supporting role in other films. I mean, what better mm. movie than Black Adam, right? Like mm-hmm. I, it, there's a lot of connections already there. We saw we didn't see Henry Cavill, but we saw like the cameo of Superman in the Shazam film at the end of that spoiler alert, but um I just think it would be really cool if that were to be the case. We don't know if he's in the movie or not. I have no clue because they haven't announced mm. any of that, no set photos or anything is leaked. but if they've been managed, like if they've managed to keep that under wraps, I mean, if you want to build anticipation for that movie, have him pop up in whatever this first look at Black Adam is going to be
1: yo, that would be huge if Henry, if he pops up anywhere, he could pop up in Fury of the Gods goddammit, and I'd True. be like, oh my goodness yeah, um, but wow that is, that, cause that, that's the, uh, okay, I was talking about Green Lantern being like the one character that we, bro it's like, are they, sh- I, in my mind I'm like, are y'all shunning Henry Cavill the one person who looks like, literally walks around looking like Superman, like, what mm-hmm. is happening here and it, we're just the conversation around Henry Cavill is just so weird right now. And if they could kind of, you know, fix that ground um, for, for Henry Cavill to return, I think DC is on another path. I, th- I think that would be a really good thing for them, um, for, for them to bring him back. Because there's a lot of fans out there that's like, so where are the next Superman movie. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you lease, yeah, if you can bring him in, bring him in, man.
0: Yeah, they've announced, like, six other Superman projects. Like, what's up with Henry Cavill? Like, what, what, what where do y'all stand with him? So... Maybe we'll get a sense of that at DC Fandom. On the TV side of things, we also found out we're going to get a first look at the Peacemaker series starring John Cena. That's coming from James Gunn. That's going to be the s- spinoff series from the Suicide Squad. Also going to get a first look at Harley Quinn Season 3. Can't wait for that. As well as the Batman Cape Crusader show. We reported that on this show um, about the the, the the new animated series. that's going to come from Matt Reeves um, for, for HBO Max. And also young justice phantoms season four of young justice they're finally going to give us um some information and a first look at that the long-awaited young justice season four uh i mean this stuff all sounds great harley quinn is an amazing show again can't Mm -hmm. recommend it enough for people to go watch that it is it is completely wild and over the top and just irreverent in, in in all the best ways um young justice i mean that's one of the better dc animated shows that they've ever made honestly it's it's stellar. It's stellar. everybody should watch that. You know, if you're looking for like great stuff that isn't censored on like the traditional Justice League, giving you new characters, but you still got those connections to like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, I just can't recommend it enough. Like, you have to watch that. Um, we don't know much about Cape Crusader, but again, it's coming mm-hmm. from Matt Reeves um, and 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 just gonna be sort of it seems like in the same like spiritual world as like the original Batman in the animated series not a continuation or a sequel but it's bring it seems like it's bringing a lot of that flavor and then of course like Peacemaker we saw what John Cena did in the Suicide Squad so definitely some stuff to look forward to on the TV side uh here and there might also be some surprises that we just don't know about
1: um as well that they might be rolling out but
0: um anything stick out in particular for you
1: I mean of course young freaking justice bro it's you You've already said it. I mean, you said it's one of the best things DC put out. It's one of the best things anyone has ever put out. It is (laughs) legit one of the greatest cartoons of all time. And I I need people to recognize that and to go watch it and to enjoy it how we enjoy it. Because it's really that good. It, It just It's so different. It's progressive. It's everything you need it to be. There's action and politics and it's still superhero shit. It's crazy how good... They made that show, it's like, and I, I still don't understand how they're how they're doing it, man, um, bro. Cape Crusader. I only thing I need to know is like, I don't know if we know how rated this will be, mm. like how dark of a Batman this will be. But this might this has the potential to be like the darkest Batman show, show limited series, whatever it is that we have ever seen, because it's on HBO specifically. Like, yeah. if you take take Harley Quinn and all of its it has no boundaries because Harley Quinn, there's no filter in that TV show at all. Zero filter. If you can do that with like a serious Batman character, where like, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking Batfleck, where we branding niggas in like, <laughs> niggas, niggas is getting shot and shit, then I, I think it really does have something different in it, man. Um, I mean, crazy minds, bro. Literally, Bat Reed, JJ Abrams. Br- Bruce Tim, I mean, just yeah. just wild people to be sitting together making a Batman show is just really coming together. So um I think that'll be wild too.
0: They they should really go for it. Um they, they haven't officially listed it, but I hope on the TV side of things that we get some information about the Gotham PD, Gotham Central live action show that they're developing, which is gonna be a prequel. To Matt Reeves, the Batman film. Um, I, I hope we get something about that because we we got the initial report that it was happening and moving forward around this time last year. Don't really know much more than that, but I imagine with the Batman film like on the horizon, you know, it's closer mm-hmm. now than than it was before. I'm hoping that we get a little bit more information about that, what it's going to be and how far of a prequel, you know, before the Batman film it'll be. Um, Should also mention they're going to do some some new looks at Doom Patrol as well. Um, They're going to talk about Titans, which is currently actually airing right now on HBO Max. Um, And of course, like all of their CW uh, shows, The Flash, Superman and Lois. Um, they're doing a 100th episode celebration for Legends of Tomorrow, Stargirl, um, so a lot of a lot of stuff from the TV side there. Um, but we also know that the video game side of things from DC will also have a presence. In particular, they're going to have new reveals, new looks at both Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Um, we God. got a we got a cinematic trailer last year for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, um, and then we also got a cinematic plus gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights. And that game has actually been delayed, um, until, until next Mm -hmm. year. I think it was supposed to come out this year, but it has been delayed till next year. We're still expecting that the suicide squad game is also going to come out next year. But, um, I know we were both really excited about Suicide Squad that game because it, it it is coming from Rocksteady, um, who who developed the Batman Arkham games. The Gotham Knights game looks looks cool and decent. There's some you know some interesting choices with it, but just excited nonetheless to see some new information about them. Maybe get maybe get you know solid release dates hopefully um, to to see when those those properties going to be dropping um, next
1: year. Yeah, man. I mean, there is a shortage of multiplayer games. Period, right now. And you're telling me yeah, there are two multiplayer um, DC games in the pocket that (laughs) have yet to be released? Like, uh, it just needs to happen, man. Um, Hopefully they have fixed Gotham Knights because before it's only two players and there's four (laughs) people available in the game. It actually still makes me mad to this very day that you come out and you say, here's Gotham Knights and there's four characters, but it's only two players. And uh, just make it make sense. Uh and so I'm I'm hoping that's a delay. In my mind, the delay needs to be let's make this four players. I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> and I, I I yeah, hopefully they did that. I'm still mad at Suicide Squad for the trailer for coming out so goddamn early. Um I wish like now was the time to come out with the trailer and then it comes out next year instead of them telling us, Hey, here's a trailer in twenty nineteen, but it doesn't come out to twenty twenty two. I'm like, bro, <laughs> why why is the animation team working so much faster than the goddamn development game yeah. team? Or I'm like don't Jesus, tell me y'all this. moving. Yeah, don't tell me that, man. I've been waiting on that game for two years now. It doesn't make any sense. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm excited for all this, man. Of course, as you can tell. Um I, they're all gonna they're all gonna be good times and I, I really hope they uh I'm happy they're taking their time, to be honest though. Um a lot of games aren't doing that right now, a lot of bugs, a lot of things that could be better, so Anytime I hear a delay, I'm like, I guess, you know, it is what it is. Let's 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 fix what we need to fix and hopefully give it give the people a good product.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ideally those delays are for the better to to, to get it where it needs to be. So there's a lot gonna be happening at DC Fandome. Um again, that's happening October sixteenth. Y'all know we will absolutely be covering every single thing that that, that comes out of that um, virtual fan event. So we can't wait. Let's go ahead and talk about James Bond, because we've been waiting on the 25th Bond film for all of our lives. Uh, It's been delayed probably more than any film um, since the pandemic started. It was one of the first movies to move, I remember, back in 2020 Mm -hmm. when everything was like kicking off. And so it looks like October 8th is going to be the day, man. It looks like that they are sticking to the release date. It looks like that they're not going to move this anymore because they just released two trailers for this movie. They released an international version as well as a domestic U.S. version um, for a new set of trailers for No Time to Die. They also just announced that they're going to do sort of a a Daniel Craig James Bond retrospective um, documentary that's going to air on Apple TV Plus prior to the film's release and it premieres in the U.K. September 30th so a week before we even get it here in the States. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're sticking to it man. I mean the new trailers I mean I think we've seen everything we can see from this movie at this point without them just like giving us the whole thing like the trailers had a couple of new shots here and there a lot of stuff we've seen before don't really have comments about that it's just like if you're going to stick to it, let's do it. Let's just let's get the movie now. I mean, it's not going to make what it would have made, um, but it could still make a, a pretty respectable amount of money because we know that, you know, the Broccoli family, MGM, who distributes the movie, I think it's getting distributed um, domestically by Universal. Um, this is just not a movie that would ever go to streaming. There was just no real possible scenario where that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember mm-hmm. there were rumors that they were considering selling it off for, it was like 600 million, <laughs> which was ridiculous, but. Ooh. I mean, that's how much it would have made times, you know, two at the box office. But uh, mm-hmm. it's sticking to the theatrical release. It looks like I don't think it's gonna move. Um, any thoughts just about them, you know, sticking with October eighth, and the, you know what we just saw in these new trailers that just got released.
1: Yeah, man, it's just time. Uh, it's, it's you know, sometimes the world <laughs> will hand you some bullshit, and you just gotta go with it, man. And it, it, it really is. It's time to let it go. It um, kind of the same fashion a candy man had to let it go, right? um but you know i think what's also interesting about candy man is nia da costa kind of had a feeling that like look this movie we can't come out with it now and now she has set a record you know for for being uh first black woman and number one you know and uh, and so it's like you know maybe it'll be okay <laughs> that's that's kind of how i'm feeling right now i'm just optimistic about it um if you're like a true bond film um, a fanatic i think I think there's gonna be butts and seats I do if Fast 9 could do it I think No Time to Die could do it I really do if if people are really about it I think there's more buzz around it being Daniel Craig's last than most people think it is I think even though it feels weird I just think we're, we're underselling it just a little bit sure we're afraid sure they're afraid mm-hmm. of the money and all the things that's gonna come out of it but I think October is still a good time man there's a lot of good movies coming out I think the People are going to go see Venom, you know, people are going to go see Halloween Kills and last night. And so like all these movies that are coming out. So I I think this movie being the thing to jumpstart that month might. Hey, who knows? Right. Like it could it could really turn out better than I think. I think most people are making it seem like. So I'm happy it's finally coming. I'm ready to get LaShawna Lynch as my 007. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think she's gonna kill it, man. Uh, This movie looks great. Like, I can just tell in the trailer the way it's shot that, I mean, all the Bond films have been, no matter the quality of story of the other, some of the films in between, it's always been shot well. They've Mm -hmm. always had really good effects, all of it. Like, they've always killed that front. So, I'm excited at least to get in and watch another um, um, action movie, man because this is like in my mind it's been the trifecta right it's been fast uh mission impossible bond that's been like the big 3 for the past decade pretty much and so we're we're still here and I'm I'm ready to watch another one
0: yeah you know certainly daniel craig's swan song is bond he's been in the role longer than in any previous bond um mm-hmm. i mean it'll be By the time this movie comes out, a a solid 15 years that he's been in the role, which nobody has done before, which is crazy. Um, The fifth film for him, the 25th film in the franchise, Uh, as you mentioned, it, it, it just feels like it's time. They could push it back. I, other movies have just gotten pushed back, like we just saw. Top Gun got pushed back again. A Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, uh, Seven mm-hmm. just got pushed back, basically a year. I'm just like, oh my god, you right. know, wh- When when does it end? Right? Like, <laughs> when when is enough enough? Are we ever just gonna be like, you know what? It just ain't gonna it ain't gonna change. We just got to deal mm-hmm. with the circumstances and get this movie out. Um, but you might be right, man. Who? Um, um, it's over a month away. So much can change and be different by then um, compared yeah. to now. Like. We can be in so much of a better space now, you know, with this whole Delta variant situation. Um, by that point, and people could be absolutely ready to to get to the movies and to go see these things, um, mm-hmm. especially because. In, in a lot of p- places, it'll be a little bit colder outside. So I think the ability to like go outside and do stuff might not be that high. But it's like, okay, let's go check out a movie. So this mm-hmm. could be that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely looking forward to No Time to Die. Can't wait to see it. We will, of course, talk about it on the show. Um, in other news, we just found out that Disney Plus is developing a Rocketeer sequel, which will be entitled The Return of the Rocketeer. And David Oyelowo is going to be producing and may also star in this movie. Now, the Rocketeer... I've never seen it, but it's a Disney Mm -hmm. movie that came out in the early nineties. Um, a superhero film that has like a bit of a cult following. It's a pretty big film amongst certain audiences, Um, Mm -hmm. apparently it's really good. It's something I definitely intend to check out really soon here. Um, but also the fact that like David Oyelowo is, is attached to it is also really interesting. Um, I know that that first movie is a period piece. So ideally that this, this might be a period piece as well. Like it might be set Mm -hmm. in the past. Um, and the fact that he's producing is also like really cool, you know, black British actor, you know, doing something for Disney plus. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of, I think it's an interesting concept to bring something back that wasn't like this huge phenomenon but it is an existing ip that they have access to that has somewhat of a cult following that's grown over the generations they're bringing it in for a new generation um which they've done with other things like they have that uh they have that turner and hooch show on disney Mm plus right now which is also like a remake from a movie uh tom tom cruise like you know nobody really remembers it but you know at the time i think it had a had a pretty successful following but here we are like 30 years later and it's it's finding new life so it looks like. It looks like they're continuing to dig into their bag of, like, things that they've done before and trying to find a new spin on it. Yeah, man.
1: It's it's really interesting how I'm pretty sure, like, if people are like, what the heck is The Rocketeer? They could Google it and be like, huh, I think I've seen that before. Because, like you said, it's, just been, it's always been, like, this cult following of the film. I've also never seen it. Um, but I just kind of know what it's about. Like, I just know the dude, like, finds a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the Nazis are also after the jetpack. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's all I think. Mean, that's all I know about it. Um, but that's like, even that's like, oh, interesting. Like, what what's going on there? And so I think, you know, I wonder if they're gonna play with politics in this new one, man. I mean, you literally have an African man that could potentially be starring um, in it. You know, given again the small synopsis I just said about the originals, like, huh, I wonder what what are you guys are going to do with this. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I'm I'm interested to check out the original and shoot. I guess the I guess the new one too. We'll see how they hype it up.
0: Yeah. I, I did hear a rumor, 'cause you you just brought up a good point there, that reminded me of something. I did hear a rumor that um because the, that that what that first one was a period piece, like what if David if David O. Yellowwell whoever's gonna star in it, like if it's gonna be a black man at the forefront, uh the possibility might be that he's like a Tuskegee airman, and he finds the jetpack, right? And like that
1: becomes like the central plot. I I'm like, that's would be cool as fuck. hella <laughs> interested if they did some shit like that. That's, that's cool like oh word, <laughs> yeah. I'd be yeah. hella interested. Do that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like if that's the rumor. Disney, y'all should be like looking at the rumor. If that, if that wasn't the script already, <laughs> that should become the script now. That, absolutely. that is a really intriguing idea. So we will we will absolutely see. Um, in other Disney news, Jungle Cruise is getting a sequel. I mean, we talked about that a few weeks on this podcast, whether or not it would get a sequel. Um, the movie just crossed $100 million at the domestic box office, which, you know, these days, that's like. It's like Titanic money, making that much money during a pandemic. So, uh, yeah, Disney yeah. went ahead and greenlit a sequel. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt will be returning. Um, also, the director, uh, Jomi Colet-Sara, is expected to return, who's also directing Black Adam. So, looks like they're getting the band back together. Um, I know you had a good idea. Like, maybe they could, maybe they could be the forefront two stars of, like, other theatrical attractions that are adapted into movies. Like, if they did, like, another, you know, I don't know. Splash Mountain or something or,
2: or yeah. Big Thunder Mountain
0: Railroad, you could have these two. Yeah. Um, why not? But it looks like they're sticking within the Jungle Cruise world. Not really a surprise. I think we kind of expected mm-hmm. that they want to come back, if nothing else, to work with each other again. Uh and you know, who's gonna say no to The Rock if he wants a sequel? Like you're gonna you're gonna do it, right?
1: Absolutely, man. I mean it again, like you said, it's no surprise. And I, there's some sometimes there is redemption in sequels. To where the main problem with this one. Is like very obvious right. We literally talked about them. They were easy. It was like too me villains. It's a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, literally those two things. You literally give us one such a villain. Maybe a side one. Maybe two. You know the other one had like. It was like 18 people in that thing. But you give us like maybe two villains. And then you shorten it. I'm going to go watch it. It's the rock and Emily blood. You know. <laughs> like how can you not get butts and seats. But again from a director perspective you also have the ability to even make a better film than you did the first time because you just showed disney that you can you can do whatever you want with a budget disney mm. like ah, we will just throw money at you now you know and so i think even as a as a filmmaker you should be excited i think to make an even better film than you did the first time so like i like I, like i said sometimes there's redemption in in um in in sequels and i just hope they bite onto that and make it as good as they can, man. But yeah, star power is there. Why not? Why not? We'll absolutely see and wait on
0: what uh one jungle cruise has to develop. And in our last news item for this week, we got to talk about some music. We forgot to talk about this on a Tuesday show. So we wanted to cover it today. Um, we got to talk about this family ties record with baby King Kendrick Lamar. Um, who's come out of isolation, come from under his rock to, to give us a verse. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, uh, first of all, just an incredible song. Yeah, That's why it's at the top of the show. Like, it's just an incredible song. Uh, <laughs> it definitely caught me by surprise. I watched the video the first, like, I, I, I did it all together. I didn't, like, listen to the song and then watch the video. I was like, let me just watch right. the video to get the song experience and the video at, at the same time. The video, I think, is phenomenal. I mean... Love yeah. when they put work and thought into in, into a music video and, like, actually go through a process of doing stuff. If you don't see Desmond right now because you can't see him, he's doing exactly <laughs> what Baby Keem did in the video. Um, but, no, phenomenal video, visually striking, they filmed so much goddamn footage. Like, the way that they shot it, you could they just tell, did. like, they, they filmed a lot of goddamn <laughs> footage. They had they hella locations, hella outfit mm-hmm. changes, um, lots of angles. So I'm like, they put some serious work into this, and it's just, it's it's a good time, man. And then, of course, like, come on, K-Dot, like, coming in with this ridiculous, crazy, very pointed, on-the-nose verse, but also still just, like, mm-hmm. in his in his traditional sort of, like voice changing tone changing cadence of how he raps like you're getting like three different versions of k dot within one verse i mean just great music man it just makes me more excited for this baby king project um and i saw that he did confirm that this track and do rag activity are going to be on on his project and obviously we know kendrick we talked about on the show how his uh his next album is going to be the last for tde um so just eagerly anticipating that just
1: can't wait so just great track man i know i know you enjoyed it had oh to. man, yeah, you know but Both Kendrick and Baby Keem is my boys, man, of course Them being cousins just makes so much sense You can hear a lot of influence in Baby Keem um, Or, it yeah You can hear a lot of influence from Kendrick Lamar In Baby Keem uh, In just uh, a lot of his music, man A lot of the weird voices that Kendrick makes Baby Keem makes all the time uh, And it's just like, dang, yeah Y'all really family members, but sh- Just everything about This was amazing to me. I mean, I, one, I could tell they were having a good time. That's so important for me. I think in artistry today is, are you having fun making your music? Some people make it. They'll, I think some people that don't, maybe don't love their music as much, feel like they mm-hmm. have to get something out because of labels and pressure and things like that. But I can tell, man, Keem and Kendrick are just having a ball Um, in this whole, I mean, come on. It opens with baby Keem getting twerked on the wall for like two minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was the I one mean, frame i kept my eyes on i'm like i'm gonna keep, just watch it I, it's all these other frames popping up but i'm i'm right.
1: keeping my eyes on that one man for real though and then it, it like goes to i mean he's in a parking lot they're at night uh there, there's so much going on like you said there's ballerinas in this Yo. i'm like is this is this runaway i was like what is going on here they just so much happening. He's, like, doing a kung fu punch while walking to the other side of the screen that turns into this, like, weird 70s slash 80s cover silhouette silhouette thing going on, super bad, and then he comes back to it, and you're, like, and then Kendrick, man, he just shows up, and again, I'm just, first and foremost, we're all glad to see Kendrick, like, period. He has been given, like, small verses here and there. He was on, like, Busta Rhymes album, and, like, You'll hear him maybe now and then, but to give a visual appearance, I mm. think is, like, another surprise on top of him already being on the record. It's like, no, Kendrick was actually in a music video. And, of course, one, he'd do it for his cousin, Baby Keen, But also, he'll give us, um, you know, the he's talking this shit, bro. He's he's talking, like, he's smoking on top five. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, uh, what did you say? If you mention my name, it probably got four letters. Yeah, I'm like, bro, just come on, Kendrick, talk your shit. It is time. It is. It is time. You have been cemented. Talk your shit. Um is randomly in the video. I oh don't my know god, why, that was so random. But I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> bet nobody's here that's cool too yeah. um but hell yeah uh brother like i love the whole john wayne everything he was doing because i've been talking like that recently like all my friends and all i've been like hell yeah brother and i've been saying <laughs> <laughs> i've been talking like hulk hogan all the time uh, i've been doing that a lot recently so it's almost like he's been listening to me but of course i enjoyed it man kendrick is he's gonna come and and, and do what he does um and baby keem man he absolutely went i think he went nuts too people are like undercutting keem just a little bit just because the surprise from kendrick is so much and kendrick is so good but keem is getting so much better um and he really cut this record dude it's good so i'm excited for the album of course um and yeah family ties man It it was something we needed we didn't know we needed it but we needed it Great
0: music. Um, I last about that being our last news item. We gotta cover this because we won't get a chance to next week because we're talking about Shang-Chi. Um we'll of course review it when it does come out if it does come out this week, but we gotta talk about that album cover for Certified Lover Boy.
1: That oh my god. Uh
0: apparently is an album cover. I listen, I don't I, believe I, it, bro. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're all assuming that it's the real album cover because Drake himself tweeted it. An album is supposed to come out over Labor Day weekend. I'm still in disbelief that that's actually the album cover. I'm like, no, this is just like promotional shit. Like, he's just using this to promote it. We'll get the actual album (laughs) cover when his streaming services. But I don't know. It seems like it actually might be it now that we're just like sitting here days with it in our possession. It's literally just what 12 emojis of
1: different shades of women who are pregnant. 12 pregnant women. I mean, there's like. Asian ones and black ones and white ones with blind hair and white ones brunettes and it's just a lot um going on on that album cover bro uh there isn't much to
0: say I'll just say um god help us god help us with album artwork because if this is where we are my lord we've 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 gone to a different
1: place now so what's interesting is Drake has never really had the greatest album covers ever like by I'm no not reasons. sure I've ever seen a drink cover and been like, oh wow, I think I really like that. Like he, there's a couple times where he's like onto something, but and then it's like, eh. Like views is like questionably like the closest he's ever gotten to having a decent album cover, and then the music doesn't follow up. You know, like I don't know, like he, it's just eh. Everything is just eh. Scorpion is a picture of himself. Take care is another picture of himself thank me later, is, I'm not mad at pictures of yourself, but just make it mean something. Like, nothing was the same, I think actually means something. Like, Head in the Clouds. That's probably his best one. It's probably his best one that he has. Nothing was the same. Um, it's so far gone. I like the so far gone, one too. Mm -hmm. But, man, I don't know what's going on. Is it, what if the whole album is about Nick Cannon? And impregnating (laughs) women. (laughs) Oh, no. Please. Drake rapping about Nick Cannon in
0: 2021, that's not some shit I want to hear. Like, no, keep that. Like, If Nick Cannon is the certified lover boy, (laughs) shit, God help us with that. Fuck the album cover. Like, we got our priorities all mixed up because, no, I mean... But you know, I mean, now that you say that, is it, is is it this you know sort of play on on the fact that he's a father now? You know, when when Scorpion mm. dropped, we found out the information that he was a father uh, inadvertently because because um, <laughs> uh, Pusha T revealed it. It was not Drake himself, but now you know Drake has you know publicly embraced the fact that he's a father. He's posted his son numerous times and has had him out in public and all these things. Is it alluding to that? Uh, is is he just saying that this is going to be baby making music? That's the type of energy he's no, going no. for. Um, it's, I saw a wild-ass tweet. Somebody was, boy, they had the... To- they had the tinfoil hat on heavy. Like, <laughs>
1: oh, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, the girl was like, Yeah, it's coming out Labor Day weekend. That signifies mm-hmm. labor, and, and yeah. I'm just like, Oh, we're She's going like,
1: deep. It came out she was like it's supposed to come out in January, but now it's coming out in September, which is nine months after <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, Can we stop can we can we stop this? This is not this is not what we should be talking about right now. Like, um But it, you know, it's an unusual rollout for Drake. Like typically Drake has like he he blows up his album rollouts like we get music beforehand that leads into mm-hmm. the projects like he'll have these singles like we know with Scorpion like we had those huge fucking singles well before the album actually yeah. came out um but here we we you know we got the Dark Lane demo tape track or the the project last year but nothing mm-hmm. from that's going to be on this and we've gotten a few of the songs that we've talked about on the show that he released I don't assume that any of those will be on this um he's been quiet since this is since this has been announced we've been waiting for it but he hasn't done anything to show us like yeah i have an album coming out besides posting this um what we think is album cover artwork yeah
1: i mean it's kind of scary hours too right lemon pepper freestyle all that stuff what it wants it needs but yeah i i have no idea kind of what 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 he's thinking here why i think that i think scary hours Two was supposed to be those tracks and because it got delayed, he just decided not to do it again, you know, like to make more music after that. Because I really do believe like Once and Needs was supposed to come out and then the album comes out like, you know, mm-hmm. however, however um, much later. But yeah, An- another one of my favorite things to come out of this is the Lil Nas X response. Oh, man. Where he literally tweets out the same 12 emojis, but it's all <laughs> pregnant men. Instead of Equally as entertaining, I, I he's a he's a marketing genius because he he's, he said this the 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 Montero um, album cover. I was like, dude, you're too good. He's, he's really just good. too good. He's too good. I like I like him so much, man. He's he's really tight. But that's one of my favorite things to come out of this whole thing is him just counter his counter marketing is just really really great. Um, but Drake, man, who knows? All right, I'm telling you, it's gonna be the intro. It's gonna be Nick Cannon. <laughs> say that don't
0: speak that type of shit into this world man we do not need to be giving
1: Nick Cannon any attention man
0: he is none of it good guy clown. uh <laughs> Well, that's that's all we can say about certified level war whenever that album does come out if it does come out this week we will of course talk about it on the show and with that said ladies and gentlemen that is all we got for this week's episode of two black nerds we are officially down and out thank y'all again for tuning in with us we will be back of course next week as i mentioned this past tuesday's episode we will be back next week to talk about shang chi and the legend of the ten rings marvel studios 25th feature film we will absolutely be de- diving full into spoilers all the analysis all the themes all the big things that we walk away from that movie we're both going to see it um thursday night preview screenings can't wait looking forward to it so much so definitely just stay in tune with us and keep up with uh two black nerds we'll be back next week with that review
1: Yes, yes, yes! Y'all join this Two Black Nerds Discord because hey, you never know if Shang Chi pops off, how things is gonna pop off. And y'all go to the movies, and y'all go see it this weekend too. Y'all gonna want to talk about it before the episode comes out, man. So our, our new Two Black Nerds Discord will be a great place to do it, y'all. With that being said, we are Audi Five Thousand, and remember, always bet on black. Appreciate y'all, love y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Black Nerds. Where we're with Two Black, Two Nerdy, and we out, y'all.
2: I am a legacy, I come from the 70s The owl green offspring, guns and the melody The big shot, wrist on cryotherapy Soon as I press that button, nigga better get right Let like the emblem's coming, us two when the like He ain't been through nothing, Day free, got at least one B in the oven I'm tripping, I'm triggering my mental Amazing brother, pop off only on occasions brother Rich nigga mama know I made it brother Go figure never caught cases brother Face it brother, gracious brother New flows coming, be patient brother Show my ass take you out to class, like a mota-task Like Megan brother daughter, But they all my sons in this bitch. No hoes ain't shit getting done in this bitch. I'm scary, I got a gun in this bitch. Smoking on top fives. Stop playing, I'm that guy. Number two, DM in my bitch. That's cool, I don't that's why.